Welcome to the UAC podcast. UAC was founded to create a place where the most successful chiropractors from different backgrounds and from around the world could come together to mastermind and create lasting friendships. Our profession is unique and surrounding yourself with a genius inside of UAC is a formula to grow personally and professionally into the life you have always known you are capable of achieving. Welcome to Chiropractic's Brain Trust. All right, welcome to the UAC Hot Speed, Nick. I'm so excited to have you here. And um, just start off by telling us like where you practice, who you practice with, a little bit about your practice, just so you can get a little barrier on, who, on where you're at. Absolutely. So my husband, Darren, and I are in Longview, Washington, which is southwest part of the state. We've been here for 22 years in practice. We have um, three other doctors who work with us, and it's a family-driven practice. We see a lot of kids, a lot of pregnant moms, a lot of, um, because of the diversity of the doctors that we have, um, a lot of athletes and mostly just wellness, you know, lifestyle-based chiropractic care. And um, we have eight massage therapists, a naturopath, an acupuncturist, and a reflexologist as well. Wow. And that's so fun. It is. That's a lot. And you have, tell us a little bit about your family too. Yep. So I have two boys, Darren and I have two um, kids, 17 and 19 year old boys. The youngest is a junior in high school and he's an avid tennis player and just an amazing kid. And the older one, Simon is a sophomore in Florida at Embry-Riddle University. He's a He's a pilot and um, in an aeronautical program there. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Well, um, and you, I've watched you, you have some great stories. So I was so excited that we were getting to interview to you, uh, you today. So, to, but I have to just jump in because I spoke with you, I think it was around Christmas, right? And you called me and yes. you were about to embark upon something amazing. So yes. tell us all about it. What is your plan for this year? Well, this year we're just, um, you know, doing our thing, taking some time off, but working. We're, we're in a situation where, and these things, they seem like they sneak up on you, right? And, and I think that you guys might be close to the same boat, Lynn. Um, Stephanie, your, your kids I know are a bit younger, but you get to the point where you're seeing um, that time where your last child or your, your kids, your your younger ones are gonna be out of the house and doing their own thing. And all of a sudden you start to think about, well, you know, what do I wanna do when I grow up <laughs> basically? And that's the situation Darren and I have been in. The boys, Marco's gonna be gone in about a year and a half. He's got some lofty dreams. And Darren and I recently discovered that we really love to sail. And um, we don't really know what we're doing at all. We're pretty much like the worst pirates we've ever met. <laughs> But we're having a lot of fun and we're learning a lot. We bought a sailboat and um, in the next, I don't know, maybe two to three years, we might want to take off for a bit, um, meaning like a few years. And we're trying to figure out, you and I had that conversation, Lynn, because we're trying to figure out how to still potentially run our practice from afar because we feel so connected to our community and our sense of mission here is so huge. And although we realize that what that looks like might change, we're kind of thinking that we can do both. That if if we have the right wheels turning, that we can still have huge impact and be involved and 
do all of those things that we love and still go explore the world and maybe figure out a different part of whatever our purpose might be, you know? I love that both mindset. I love, I love it. So what are some steps that you are taking to get yourself to a place where you can possibly run your practice from afar? We have, we just have an amazing team and we have an incredible office manager. Um, honestly, that's, and, and we're very much practicing right now as though we're not needed. And so we're taking a lot of time off. At Quartermaster Tax Management, one of the things that we know when you're running your business is you want to be confident that you're not overpaying in your taxes. In order to do that, you really need a bulletproof tax strategy to keep more of what you earn. The problem is the majority of business owners, specifically chiropractors, grossly overpay on taxes and don't even know it which ultimately leaves them frustrated and discouraged. We believe you work hard for that money and should keep more of it. So after working with hundreds of chiropractors, we understand how frustrating it is to overpay on taxes. But as a certified tax strategist who specializes in R&D healthcare space, we've found over $30 million for our clients in tax credits since 2021. It really is easy to get started with us. First, you get a qualifying call to make sure that you actually qualify their credits. Then, very simply, we apply for the credits for you and ultimately help you reclaim your tax savings every single year. Visit our website, quartermastertax.com, or call and schedule a call with us today and find out how much the IRS owes you. Don't forget to mention UAC. And trying to just kind of lead from the back, I guess you could say, like, let the team lead the team and lead the community. And Darren and I are just kind of showing up and and having fun, adjusting patience and spending time, you know, I absolutely love to spend time in the rooms with babies. That's my one of my favorite places um, to be. And so just kind of showing up as one of the doctors and letting everybody else, you know, lead the team. And it's really happening. And I realize it's taken a long time, I think, to get there. I don't think it needs to take that long. Darren and I, I think, are slow, <laughs> are slow to launch sometimes, but um we've pretty much are empowering them to have the vision and lead the vision. And I honestly, I think COVID had a lot to do with that because we had to be so clear about how we wanted to practice and, um, and we were, and so they became, it just became a real sense of um, the, the purpose came through. And I think the procedures are in place and it just feels fairly simple to have them just take care of it. And they are. And so I don't know what that looks like if we actually exit and are gone for literally a few years, but I think it's doable. COVID had so many clarifying moments, right? So there was so much bad, but so many good things came out of that time. So yep. in this, because this is exciting and I'm really interested in this um, topic about your office manager. And I think there's probably a lot of people listening who have great staff in place, but in particular, it sounds like she's been a key to you being able to step out. So what would you say are some of the qualities or what are some of the ways that you've invested in her to get her in that place where you can now step out and really trust that your practice will continue to grow without you? Absolutely. She's been getting adjusted since she was 13 in our practice. We've known her for a long, long time. And so number one, I think that the person really needs to understand the chiropractic paradigm. Um, she really takes care of herself. She eats really well. She has a degree in nutrition and exercise physiology. 
she gets it. She's never not been adjusted. She's never gone a week without being adjusted in 17 years. Um, and so I think that's primary. Somebody who really understands chiropractic as much as you do because they live the lifestyle. Um, also, having it for us, it really came from a realization that we, Darren and I, are terrible managers. We're really not good at it. And being able to realize what you thrive with and what you're good at and be able to let go of the things that you don't, that you haven't even come close to mastering or don't care to. For us, that was a big one. Um, we don't like to micromanage. We don't like to look over people's shoulders. Um, we've never been good at that. And so we brought in a manager years and years ago to be able to start doing those things for us. And um, she didn't know it all, right? She was young. She was educated. She understood chiropractic. She's extremely loyal. We would trust her with everything, but um, she had never really done any management before. And so what I did is I hired some mentors for her. Um, I have a really good friend who owns nine different coffee shops here in our area. They do a really good job. It's franchised. And so I actually reached out to her general manager and brought her in to mentor um, Skylar one-on-one. -on -one. And so they met for a while. They still do meet at least once a month. And then I hired somebody who's brilliant with numbers. And so I hired somebody who used to manage a really large medical clinic who was really used to looking at the statistics and the numbers and the financials and um, she really had the, the role of more of like a CFO in that medical clinic. She had an understanding of those things much beyond, again, what how Darren and I could do it. And so I hired her and she meets um, with our office manager regularly. And so she's getting some mentorship much beyond what we could offer. Or once again, what we care to offer, because we're just not that interested in that side of things. And so she's learning so much. And because she's so engaged and she keeps learning, and I think she's, um, she's just developing really, really well. And I also wonder sometimes if, you know, a really good office manager who is engaged and really believes in what you're doing and is compensated super well, is happy in her place or his place, I think maybe they're more likely to stay forever mm. than maybe a, maybe a doctor. And I was, I've been having these conversations with a lot of people. Maybe a lot of the doctors aren't, um, maybe they don't want to lead an entire practice. And so at first, Darren and I were like, who would we bring in to really lead the practice? Well, maybe that's not the question because we already have somebody capable of doing that. UAC members rely on innovative and rock solid practice solutions, especially when it comes to EHRs, practice management and billing. This is why UAC recommends and stands behind Genesis Chiropractic Software. Genesis is a best in class, all in one chiropractic practice management system that has you covered from patient scheduling to documentation and all the way through billing. Genesis uses the power of AI to find work in the system and automatically assign that work to the right person, preventing tasks from falling through the cracks. Thousands of high volume practices rely on Genesis every day to successfully grow and maintain their practices. Additionally, they integrate with most of your favorite marketing, scheduling, and payment solutions. Schedule a demo of Genesis today by visiting www.genesischiropracticsoftware.com. Be sure to mention UAC. Who can just make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing? That's it's so. I mean, I think that having that key person to like, I think, I mean, coming from a husband and wife practice, it is so good to be able to 
acknowledge the things that you're both not good at because like, you know usually put two people together and you can find a lot of things are you know different and the strengths are different but also acknowledging where where they're at, that back and that hole to fill is so cool um working with your husband I know lots of people listening do work with their spouses too what has been like number one your like the favorite part about working with Sarah being able to like I, but in maybe in a, a share with us a challenge that you've experienced as well. Yes, absolutely. And that, well, and it's interesting because we all work with our spouses, right? And um, I think, I think what I love about it is I can't think of ever having a business partner, literally that I would trust more in the entire world, right? We have each other's backs on such a a deep level, even such a spiritual level. I think that um, it's just so much fun. And um, to be able to share in that, even I used to think, you know, we would come home after work and we would try not to talk about work because the boys, you know, for the boys sake, but then I realized it's such a huge part of our lives and it really just became a family practice for us as well. You know, our kids have grown up here and I know that none of that would have been possible if my business partner maybe hadn't been, you know, their dad. That's Um, true. Totally. Right. And so from a, from a family dynamic point, I think that's huge and it's changed their lives. And, and as far as the kids, I think in a much different way than if the scenario had been different somehow. Um, I also think that Darren and I are just really good at, at, again, trusting what each other is good at. We know each other so well. Right. And so most of the time we don't even really have to talk about what we're doing because we know that we can trust each other in the hats that we're wearing. And in the past, especially in the beginning of practice, part of the challenge was we were trying to share certain hats and we realized that for us, that doesn't work. And so we identified what we liked doing and what our strengths were. And we divided the hats um, between, between each other. And we don't share, we don't, we don't meddle um, into each other's business, you know, in terms of the roles we play at work at all, we might ask each other for opinion and, um, you know, some advice, but really we each have very specific things that we do and they're very different one from the other. And, um, that's the only place where we've really run into a challenge is where we've tried to share those. Cause it doesn't work. We have completely different styles of doing things. Darren's a perfectionist. I'm not. <laughs> and, uh, that's, you know, we've run into trouble when we try to just share roles and so um it seems simple but it took us a while to realize that oh i mean that is such good advice that is so wise that you figured that out and um i mean that's really i would say and steph i wonder if you would agree that that is the key to working with your spouse and that's what you said so that's gonna hopefully make you great captains co-captains on the sailboat back to that because i just know i mean you telling about how when your boys were little you guys hopped in a van, right? And and lived in South America for a few months yep. just trying to get off the grid and yep. have family time when they were little. And it's so it's just always been so inspiring to me, your your and Darren's um impetus to take these big bold moves. Like where does that come from? And like what what have you seen in your life by you know acting on those adventures? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think um, sometimes you have these ideas that don't really go away. They show up and they see me rational and they seem, you know, they're not, they're not uh, predictable and they're not 
uh, traditional maybe, but it's an idea that, that just keeps coming to you. And when it comes, it actually creates like a stir in you, maybe even physiologically or spiritually, or it just takes your breath away. And it seems so bold and crazy that you just kind of automatically toss it out the door. And Darren and I have learned that when those things keep coming back, um, we've just learned that we have to act on them. And usually most of the time we have no idea why, we can't explain why. That trip we did with the boys through South America, everybody thought we were crazy. Everybody thought we were gonna get kidnapped and murdered. I mean, really, you know? And why would you take your boys and do this, you know, completely obviously unvaccinated and all the things came up. Um, and we realized that in situations like that, you can't answer all the questions. And in the moment you answer one question, you know, there are multiple other questions that give birth to themselves, it seems like, and you'll never have the answer to so just kind of trust, you know, that um, trust in the process and trust that something will show up that you're supposed to, to gain. And with that trip to South America, I mean, we were, we were living in a Volkswagen van and we were gone five months and we went through some huge challenges and we had no idea why we felt we needed to do that and leave our practice and be really off the grid, unable to communicate with our practice um, for most of it. And we came back, it wasn't until we came back that we realized, you know, it, it made us so much closer as a family and our trust factors went way up. And honestly, um, sometimes Darren and I talk about this, our youngest, Marco, I've written about this because I think it's a really important thing to talk about, especially right now. Our youngest, Marco, was eight at the time. And um, he was a pretty, despite everything that we were doing, right? The way, the way he was born and the way he was raised and everything else, he had some sort of weird um, abdominal migraine situation where he would wake up several times a week throwing up for hours. And we couldn't identify it. We tried to you know, make sure there was no pathology. We ruled out everything. We couldn't figure out what was going on. We were working on his, his microbiome. He was seeing an acupuncturist, obviously he was getting a job. I mean, we were doing all the things, but he just was very, very sick. And this was for years. It started when he was about two. And um, he was painfully shy. Like he was the kid that would hide under my dress, you know, if I was having a conversation with anyone else or, um, and he was a bedwetter. He wet the bed every night of his life up until that moment. And when we were, Going on that or on that trip in Ecuador, he got very, very, very sick. To the point, like the type of illness and fever and and severe illness, where I told Darren, "Look, I'm I'm taking him to a hospital, and if I don't get some answers by tomorrow, we're flying home. I'm I'm getting on a plane and I'm flying him home." I'm, I was really terrified, and turns out he had dengue fever, and. Um, the fevers were so high and they lasted so long, like a good week, week and a half. And it was really, he wasn't eating and he was losing a lot of weight very rapidly. And so I took him to this urgent care center and they hydrated him and explained that it was dengue. And I was sitting there with him. We were there about 12 hours and he was just kind of not even coherent, you know, and I'm just sitting there holding his hand and he comes to out of this fever, literally comes to, and he looks at me and he goes, mom, first words out of his mouth were, I'm not shy anymore. No kidding. Wow. And he, he never ever again wet the bed or threw up 
ever again, not once. He's 17 years old. And Darren and I often talk about how, and it's such a crazy sounding story. And you've seen it with your patients, the babies that get the fevers and the developmental milestones and those things. But we came back and in addition to everything else we we gained from that trip, we really think that Marco needed dengue fever. <laughs> I mean, to to somehow get a reset, to get a serious wow. digestive well, and Isn't that just so interesting to think about? Like maybe you would have gone to a hospital sooner and you wouldn't have gotten diagnosed. And exactly. if you had been in the US, it would have played out totally different. Totally, totally. And then we came back and we thought, you know, the, if the practice fails while we're gone, it's worth it. You know, we'd made all these decisions like the what ifs, the what ifs, the what ifs. And the opposite happened. We came back and our practice had grown in our absence, probably because we got out of the way. Um, I'm not sure. All these things, you know, that you just don't see. And so I really feel compelled to act on those, on those, you know, thought flashes or those glimpses, those little like whispers that keep coming back and back and back. And, and luckily Darren and I are in line with that and we can support each other through that quite a bit. Like we, you know, we can act on it. Um, even when we're scared or we don't know what's going on, it always seems to work out. And so um, that's where we are now kind of, again, on a different, it's a completely different because now we don't have kids, you know, in the mix and, and that sort of thing, but still. What a story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, girl. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, I have a question just because I, I like, you know, have my, I have little kids and I'm so excited to get them involved in my practice and I already have in some capacity, but what, like just to, from a mom perspective, like being a working mom and having, getting them involved in your practice, can you share, shed some light on that and maybe some little nuggets of advice too? Absolutely. So, well, the kids are, you know, they, they have always gotten adjusted here. And so of course they get adjusted at home, but Darren and I were always very, very specific about when you get your weekly chiropractic adjustment, it needs to be in the office, ideally during, um, during our adjusting hours so that they really feel the energy and see how that works and, and that there's some intention behind it. You know, um, we also had them both and this may seem, I don't know, but they both, um, since the time they were little, they clean the office twice a week. And so Simon's gone, but Marco still does that. He comes in, he drives now, he comes in on Tuesdays and Thursdays and spends 45 minutes doing the cleaning between the time, because we have cleaning people too, but on those two nights we don't. Um, and so he really gets to see what is involved, you know, in keeping a space organized and clean. I think that's really important. They also participate in all of our special days. Like we do a huge kids day once a year and we try to have it. Um, a lot of the kids participate, even the kids of the practice, we try to have them work it, but we try to put the boys in a leadership position during that time with kids day. Cause we'll adjust hundreds of kids on that day, you know, and they get to be part of that as photographers or, um, you know, they, they will set up the space and greet people or things like that. Um, they've been involved with some marketing and, um, when I do workshops and lectures, I often will have them attend even when they don't want to just so that, and I pay them if they're participating by, you know, creating a video or that sort of thing, but just to have them be there and see what, 
what it takes, how it's not just, you know, because I wonder sometimes from their perspective if it seems easy. Um, and I would love for them to feel like, yeah, this is easy. You can create the life you want. But at the same time, there needs to be some diligence and some intention. Um, so, yeah, I try to just have them here as much as possible. And you know what's interesting? Simon, our older son, is in his second year of college in Florida. And of course, one of the most important things for us was to find him a chiropractor. So, you know, when we moved him in, we, we got a great referral from the roundies, actually, from Daryl with an amazing chiropractor there. And he goes in weekly to get adjusted and he says it's, his, and he's got a wonderful life there, but it's, he says it's his favorite part of the week Aww. because he goes there and he really feels like he's part of, it reminds him of, you know, family and home and the routine and it makes him feel safe. And um, the chiropractic space is just so important, you know, and all of our kids, the kids that grow up in this space, I think, um, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna look for that forever as they should. And I think that's really coming, coming to fruition, like watching Simon, he does not miss an adjustment, you know? Um, I didn't know how that was going to go, honestly. Um, but it's so fun to see. Yeah. When your kids get older and, you know, you've been putting all this work and telling them these things and then eventually they're doing it. It's like, yes. You're You're just like, oh my gosh, it worked. (laughs) Well, this has just been absolutely amazing. I mean, you are, you and Darren both are one of my favorite people to talk to because you're just so cool and so inspiring with listening to the thing I wrote down was just listening to the nudges, right? Or the whispers. I love that. I take that so to heart. Um, You guys have been members for how, I mean, I want to say five, six years, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Five or six years. Oh, it's about that. I mean, what do you love about the UAC? What what have you gotten from our group? You know, I think especially it was so refreshing for us um, when we first came to UAC because we finally felt like we were in a group of people where we didn't have to stifle our enthusiasm for life and for what we do and, and for dreaming big and for the vision. I don't know about you, but sometimes even with my friends who I love dearly, sometimes I feel like I have to hold back on, um, on my vision, you know, for not even necessarily for a career, but for life in general. And I feel like with UAC, not only is that allowed, but it's expected. And I can't really think of too many other groups that I feel that with, and it's really liberating to, and then to be able to find out that other that there are other people, you know, who maybe not think exactly the same way we do, but who who are so inspiring and 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 think outside the box on so many different levels, not just with business, but with family and relationships and how they want to live. And um, it's just been great. And my accountability group, Darren is in a great accountability group too. And we just cherish that because to be able to connect again with those people on a weekly basis and and truly be yourself, I think, is so important. Um, and it's not something that we had 100% prior to finding UAC. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Your stories were amazing. I, I absolutely love this podcast today. That's awesome. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for doing it. See you soon. Yes. Have a great day.